Talk Network. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and it's a pleasure to be here. Today, we're recording from the Expo Hall floor at ABA Tech Show 2020 in the Big Onion. Of course, that is Chicago, Illinois. And uh, we are sitting down with, uh, with the prestigious, famous, the godfather of legal tech, Mr. Bob Ambrogi. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Lawrence. Great to be here. So you just got done uh, emceeing and uh, putting on this contest, which is now in its fourth year, I believe, correct? This is the fourth year, yeah. We did the Startup Alley pitch competition, which is part of a bigger Startup Alley competition uh, that we've done every year for the four, last four years as part of ABA Tech Show. And it seems to get bigger every year. So every time we look, it uh, just there's more and more people there and seems to command more and more uh, audience, uh, both on social media and in, in, in presence. Yeah, well the audience grows. I have to big, give a big shout out to the uh, chairs of the ABA Tech Show because they got us a nice room. Last year we did it in the exhibit hall and it was kind of noisy and kind of crowded, but uh, so we had our own dedicated room this year and uh, it worked out well. Excellent, excellent. So uh, you know, one of the questions I wanted to ask you as I was looking around, you know, we're at a uh, technology conference for, for the law and there's a lot of products around in the exhibition hall, everybody purveying their wares. And so who was this startup pitch for? Is it for the attorneys that are here trying to discover a new product? Is it for the ecosystem? Like, what, what was the inspiration behind putting this startup pitch on? I mean, the, the original inspiration for doing this was to highlight and put a spotlight on some of the up and coming technology companies, the ones that are just getting started. Uh, because it, it was kind of a feeling that in the past, tech show has been, you know, in order to be exhibiting here at Tech Show, you know, you have to be a little bit far enough along to afford the exhibit space and, and all of that. Uh, so this was really an idea to, to uh, create an opportunity for companies that were at earlier stages in their development to be able to come here and show off. I mean, the, 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 the 15 companies that pitch tonight also get a booth here in what's called the Startup Alley, and they get, you know, a very reasonable cost to get in and exhibit here. So they get a lot of exposure and, uh, it's good for them, and I think it's good for lawyers to see what's coming up the pike. So if we're attending uh, next year, which I think there's going to be a number five. I just found right? out today there will be a number five, yeah. Uh, so if we're attending next year, what kind of, I mean, compared to this year, like what kind of what kind of companies come to a startup pitch? Like what, uh, what type of services seem to be pretty popular from year to year? You know, it's, I mean, it's all over the map, really. We, we go through a, a kind of a weeding process or a pruning process. We, a number of companies apply, and then we actually put it up online for readers to vote to kind of narrow it down to the final 15. So they're all over the board. I mean, I think the 15 companies that were there today were the ones that got the highest vote counts from reader votes and then and then uh, they get to present today. But, you know, it, the, the companies that were there today were kind of all over the board. I mean, there was a, a guy with an e-discovery product, a, a lawyer who just kind of didn't like the sort of the e-discovery products built for big firms and big corporations, and he was a smaller firm lawyer and he built something for himself. A lot of uh, sort of process automation products that help you create documents uh, in a more automated way. Um, so it's really, it's really all over the board in terms of the companies that are here. Well, I understand there was a winner this year. There was, and we happen to be sitting here with, with the winners. The winner was a company called Billzai. 
Well, uh, Bill Zai, welcome to the program. That's the magic of podcasting. We were just talking about you guys, like <laughs> literally sitting in front of you, but the audience had no idea. Well, thanks so much. We're really happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to talk a bit more about our company. Well, let's, uh, let's learn a little bit more about you, your names, and uh, where do you work? Obviously, Billzai is one of the places you work, but let's get into the history of the company and the problems that you're trying to solve in the legal profession. So who wants to go first? Okay, I'll go first. Uh, my name is Alcide Honoré. Um, I am one of the co-founders of Billzai, along with my brother, Armand Honoré, who's seated to my right. We started Billzai as the outgrowth of a conversation that we were having. At the time, Armand was doing some technology consulting for... Um, one of the gazillion uh, practice management app companies. And, you know, we were just sort of having a conversation, as we often do. And I said, hey, man, you know what would be really cool? Because I use Clio. I really don't want to change to another company. I've been using them for years and years. I think, you know, they're great. I, I seriously doubt there's something that this company can offer that either Clio doesn't already do or that I feel like having to learn. I said, but, you know, if I could hit a button when a call comes in, you know, so that I knew when it's time for me to send my bills out that it's a call that I need to bill for and I don't have to try to reverse engineer a month of conversations through 30 pages of phone logs, that would be super cool. He said, hey, you know what? I know how to build that. And from there, Bill's Eye was born. That's how it started. That's amazing. So, uh, Armand, so you're, you're hearing this problem uh, and as you're hearing this, the, the wheels in your head start turning. Now, what, what's your background here? Like, what what uh, what uh, like kind of knowledge base did you yeah. bring to this project? So, um, I've had probably about uh, 20 total years in uh, software, and um, probably 15 years in um, some level of corporate, um, you know, software solution design. And so, I've done stuff from building hardware systems large enterprise software systems, you know, for banks and healthcare and such. And, you know, when we were talking, I was basically saying, well, you know, we could do that. And if we did that, I, probably all we need to do is get into the phone dialer. I just started going all this technical conversation, but I said, ultimately we can do that. And I think we can really do it so that we can make it really simple and store the information. And so later on, when it is that time to bill, we can start doing things so that we can either integrate with different systems, we can export into a simple like CSV or some kind of export file so that even if somebody does use not a large you know, practice management solution, they can still use our product. And, um, and we had a lot of conversations for a while and, uh, and went back and forth and just started working through the, the design of the system and, and started putting it together and then back and forth. You know, we still have passionate conversations about features that we should or shouldn't do. Um, but that's, that's kind of how it started. I'm sitting here wondering what it's like building a company as brothers, I mean, as family members. I mean, does that make it easier or harder? Well, I'll say this much. I'm, a, I'm the attorney, he's the software engineer. So at least we both have very clearly defined roles and I truly respect what it is that he does. He respects what it is that I do. So when there's a user side issue or concern, um, I make sure my voice is pretty loud, and <laughs> the same is true uh, if there's a you know sort of software side issue. Early on, I did a lot of work um, at the Atlanta Technology Development Center. I joined their accelerator program, just educated myself really about what startups are all about. The sort of idea that you try to fail fast. Um, you don't, you know, spend a boatload of money before you know if there's any, you know, market fit. 
and just really working to see if, hey, is this really a problem for anyone other than myself? So I feel like early on, we validated the problem. And so we put a lot of work into trying to make the solution as elegant and simple as possible. And then in terms of working uh, with my brother, something that I didn't really realize is that you know, software engineers and lawyers have more in common. We, we both end up having scenarios where we're working at the last minute to get everything done. You know, you're never, you're never complete until you're at the last second. I would find myself up late working at night, working on something, and then find out that he's up late working on something of the same thing. So that's one, I think, passion that both lawyers and, uh, and software engineers tend, tend to have. Is like you, gotta, you got stuff to get done. There's times, there's real deadlines. You can't just always just move it you know, to the next day. So. so what I'm hearing is that through this partnership, uh, you all are still having Thanksgiving dinner together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I would say our relationship has probably gotten even better yeah. because now we have a, a real reason to talk every day. Yeah. So... Well, that's great. I mean, a family business, I mean, that's, uh, you know, obviously I've, you know, I've known some family businesses in my time and those could be hit or miss, but uh, sounds like you guys have found your stride. So uh, just what phase of development you are at? So I heard beta when we were discussing right before uh, we hit the record button here, but uh, what does that mean? Kind of define where in the stage of development you're in. I'll take that one. So it, I think, so in terms of where we are from the software, right? I, I think we are probably in a scenario where internally we're ready to launch, but we want to get a large amount of feedback from users. So before we actually ask someone to spend their money, that we are you know, addressing their concerns and that we have enough, you know, any kind of issues figured out. Obviously, the, our team has tried to find all the issues we can. However, in software, sometimes you just need those users to see things that maybe you won't have. The other side of this too is that I think there's still a few questions that we have in terms of you know, features that we need to build and data that we need to collect and getting a larger beta will kind of get us there. But in terms of, I think, where we are, I think we're ready to go to production. It's more of a, what's the final set of features? How do we want to go about solving certain problems? Like if you've got multiple, um, you know, customers, uh, multiple users in a firm, how do we kind of build the enterprise version? Those are kind of some of the things that we want to start trying to solve. So do you envision it being uh, not just an app, but also uh, an application or software program for the computer that operates seamless? Like just an example I have is I really love Evernote. I use that on my computer, but also my phone. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, sometimes one is more advantageous than others. Is that, is that an ecosystem that you imagine for, for your product? According to Armand, building it for the desktop environment is far easier than doing it in a mobile environment. So that is something that we plan to roll out. Um, something that has been important to us though, especially at this stage, is to stay really lean and mean, there's one problem we think we figured out how to solve better than anyone else. And so we want to, you know, make sure that we're very careful about, you know, how far we stretch ourselves at this early stage in our development. But in terms of the architecture, you know, really this is all about data and data management, right? So we have a system that's in place that's designed to scale. Um, it's designed to work on almost any kind of device that can manage data. I mean, as crazy as this may seem, but if you have you know, um, a TV that you decide to take a call on or, or something like that, it's designed to integrate with all these devices. The other side is that what's also important is that we're building it with the capability to integrate with other solutions and other providers. So while you know, there may be a lot of other companies that have other solutions in this area that are similar, so some of the other uh, you know, companies at this convention may actually be partners for us, so we'll actually be out here doing our own customer discovery to see what other solutions that we can integrate with that'll actually make our product better. 
Yeah, I know Clio uh, has brought on a lot of uh, support organizations or partners through their API. They opened up their API and all these wonderful solutions that are getting built in the backside of Clio uh, to open up the offering you know, for, for attorneys that need something just a little bit different. We've got a beta version of a Clio integration that works already. We just haven't formally rolled it out yet, but that is, I mean, because I use Clio. And this sort of started out as a solution for my problems. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, hey, great, we got it. Now, I still don't want to have to look through pages and pages of call logs. So let's get that thing into the, you know, into the invoice. And so it's, it's been really, you know, it's been at times frustrating, but a really fun and satisfying experience, you know, working on a startup. And, you know, and, and working with my brother too is, has really been fantastic. So you're two years in, and how many people now work for Billsai? How many people work for Billsai? Okay. Really, it's a total of four. Myself and Armand, and then we have, you know, two uh, staff, staff people. We have a software development team that's an outsource team. Um, they're, you know, out of Hyderabad, India. Armand sort of manages and supervises them, but they're sort of an on-demand uh, resource, so... If we need, if we were doing something, we need them to step in. We bring them in. Um, if it's something Armand would rather code in house, then he'll code it himself. And you're self-funded, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. And any any notions for getting some seed capital at some point in the future? You know, we've had some super preliminary conversations. Um, you know, we want to continue the process of of growing organically. But certainly, if somebody wants to have a conversation with us, we're, you know, we're happy to take the call or the meeting. And I'm a big coffee drinker as well as Armand, so anybody wants to sit down and have a coffee, we're more than happy to do it any time of day, 24 hours a day. <laughs> that coffee is nectar, that is certain. So uh, just one last question for you. you know, uh, with this series of interviews that we're doing from ABA Tech Show, one of the things I wanted to leave uh, with the listener, just reward them for tuning in, is something they can plug into their practice that makes their life easier, helps them make more money, makes them happier, makes life in general better. And so uh, I guess, um, I'll see, I think this might be a question for you, but Armand, uh, you know, it's certainly open to you as well. You know, in the process of, of designing this app and trying to solve a problem of being able to sort through your calls much easier and then taking that information and plugging it into a resource that makes sense to you from billing, saving time, making you more efficient, just in general concept, maybe outside of your offering through this product, what have you learned about taking calls as an attorney that you can share with an attorney that'll make their practice life a lot easier? Well, I don't know any lazy attorneys. You know, um, we work really hard, and with all of the current trends in technology, we're being forced to become more and more and more accessible to our clients. And so on the flip side of that, you know, we got to make sure that we're being properly compensated for all that work. And in my experience, if I don't capture the time I spend working with a client, you know, right around when it happens, I end up losing it, and you know what? If I don't bill for that time, I have no one to blame but myself. Not once in my 12 years of practice has a client called me and said, hey, you forgot to bill me for that call when you were on vacation and your wife was staring at you with the you know, laser eyes like, I'm going to divorce you if you don't get off the phone. So, you know, just working on you know, really staying on top of keeping track of those client communications is super important for us. Excellent. 
Well, we've reached the end of the road for this episode here today. I want to thank our guests for joining us, Armand, Alcee. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bob. So, gentlemen, if, if our audience, they want to follow up, ask about your product, or ask you any questions about some advice for you know, taking better calls with their clients, uh, how can they reach you? Why don't we start with Armand? Yeah, so uh, our website is uh, onetouchbilling.com, and uh, that's kind of where we have our information. You can also check us out on LinkedIn. Uh, you can look for Armand Honore or Alcide Honore. Uh, we're pretty lucky it's easy to find our names. If you Google us, you'll probably find us. All right, and uh, I'll see any, uh, any additional uh, contact information than that. Sure, well, you can reach me um, via email, alcide at onetouchbilling.com. That's A-L-C-I-D-E at onetouchbilling.com. And like Armand said, LinkedIn is always a great place for us to interact and dialogue with other you know, professionals and, interested, and folks that are interested in learning more about what we're doing. And Bob, you know, if uh, there's a product out there they want to get in front of everybody for the startup pitch competition next year, how can they find you or who should they be contacting with ABA Tech Show? Uh, we will be posting uh, information about the next year's startup pitch competition, probably late August, early September, on the Tech Show blog, on my blog, which is lawsitesblog.com. And uh, you can always reach out to me at ambrogi, A-M-B-R-O-G-I, at gmail.com. Oh, you might want to tell them about your podcast. And, oh, and I do a podcast called Law Next. Excellent. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or best yet, your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, I'm Lawrence Coletti. Thank you for listening. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Uh.